welcome to the Diction Police. I'm your host, Ellen Rissinger, an American vocal coach accompanist on the music staff of the Zemperoper in Dresden, Germany. Today we'll start talking about Russian diction. And since Russian is probably the language most of us have the least experience with, we'll make sure to talk a lot about basics and try to take some of the fear out of the Cyrillic alphabet. I'll post links at the blog to the Wikipedia page on the Russian alphabet with some very general pronunciation rules and another page where you can hear the letters pronounced at the blog at thedictionpolice.com. Don't forget the the. I studied Russian diction at Cincinnati with Kenneth Griffiths, and I have to start by saying that I owe everything I know about Russian diction to him. His class was the first time in my life that I learned a whole new alphabet, and God knows I was terrified. But I promise, the diction isn't nearly as hard as it looks to learn. Honestly, once you've figured out the letters, Russian is actually easier than French, since it's much more phonetic. And one of my American colleagues here had a coaching for Boris Gudunov this week, and was surprised to find that it was very easy to sing in. His exact words were, it's so legato, it's like singing in Italian. The language itself is heavily stressed, and knowing the stressed syllable is essential to pronunciation. Most Russian dictionaries mark the stressed syllable with an accent, but don't include phonetics. The discrepancies that come up in some Russian diction texts are mostly about how to pronounce the unstressed vowels. Now, there are some anthologies with transliterations instead of Cyrillic, where they write out Y-E-V-O in the Latin alphabet, but don't include the original Cyrillics. I really don't like working with those. In my opinion, it's better to at least try to figure out the Cyrillic, because then you can make more informed choices on how you want to sing those unstressed vowels. In transliteration, they've already taken that choice away from you, and without having the original Cyrillic there, it's sometimes impossible to know what the word actually was. There are some books with IPA for Russian songs and arias, but again, they vary widely, so it's difficult to know which ones to recommend. Your best bet is to do as much as you can on your own and actively listen to what Russian singers do and compare it with that. Our text for today is Tatiana's aria from Yevgeny Onyegin. You'll also hear this opera called Eugene Onyegin in English sometimes. I'll post a link at the blog to an online libretto, so when you hear us talking about paragraphs, you'll be able to follow along. One word to listen for is Regisseur. It's the French word for director, which is also used in Germany, and you'll hear Maria talk about a Regisseur in our conversation. Пускай погибну я. Но прежде я в ослепительной надежде блаженство темное зову, я негу жизни узнаю. Я пью волшебный яд желаний, меня преследуют мечты. Везде, везде передо мной мой искуситель роковой, везде, везде он предо мною. Нет, все не то. Начну сначала. Ах, что со мной? Я вся горю, не знаю, как начать. Я к вам пишу, чего же боли, что я могу еще сказать? Теперь я знаю, в вашей воле меня презрением наказать. Но вы к моей несчастной доле хоть каплю жалости храня, вы не оставите меня. Сначала я молчать хотела, поверьте, моего стыда вы не узнали б никогда, никогда. О да, клялась я сохранить в душе признание страсти пылкой и безумной. Увы, не в силах я владеть своей душой. Пусть будет то, что быть должно со мной. Ему признаюсь я, 
смелей, он все узнает. Зачем? Зачем вы посетили нас в глуши забытого селения? Я б никогда не знала вас, не знала б горького мучения, души неопытной волнения, смирив. Со временем, как знать, по сердцу я нашла бы друга, была бы верная супруга и добродетельная мать. Другой? Нет, никому на свете не отдала бы сердца я, то в вышнем суждено совете, то воля неба, я... Твоя. Вся жизнь моя была залогом свидания верного с тобой. Я знаю, ты мне послан Богом, да гроба ты хранитель мой. Ты в сновидениях мне являлся, незримый ты уж был не мил. Твой чудный взгляд меня томил, в душе твой голос раздавался. Давно? Нет, это был не сон. Ты чуть вошел, я в миг узнала, вся обомлела, запылала и в мыслях молвила. Вот он, вот он. Неправда ли я тебя слыхала, ты говорил со мной в тиши, когда я бедным помогала, или молитвой услаждала тоску души. И в это самое мгновение не ты ли, милое видение, в прозрачной темноте мелькнул, приникнув тихо к изголовью, не ты ли с отрадой и любовью слова надежды мне шепнул. Кто ты, мой ангел-дехранитель или коварный искуситель? Мои сомнения разреши. Быть может, это все пустое, обман неопытной души, и суждено совсем иное. Но так и быть, судьбу мою отныне я тебе вручаю, перед тобою слезы лью, твоей защиты умоляю, умоляю, вообрази, я здесь одна, никто меня не понимает, рассудок мой изнемогает, и молча гибнуть я должна. Я жду тебя, я жду тебя, единым словом надежды сердца оживи, или сон тяжелый перерви, увы, заслуженным. Увы, заслуженным укором, кончаю, страшно перечесть, стыдом и страхом замираю, но мне порукой ваша честь, и смело ей себя вверяю. Do this as easily as I can because not all of us mm. can read the Cyrillic alphabet. So, Absolutely. so let's start with the the actual vowel sound a. Ah. Yeah. There's two ways to spell this, right? Yes, it's two ways to spell it. Uh, it's uh, sometimes it's o, sometimes it's a. Ah. When it's unstressed, it pronounces almost always like a. Ah. It's very open. Yeah, so the letter O can can be yes the yes, same the yes. same sound as the letter yes, A. Yes, yes, yes. But when it's uh, stress, then it is O. Then it's it's, o. it's absolutely yeah. Yeah, we well let's find some examples of that yes, of let's. the of the A. Well, we start out with the with a word Puskai. with Puskai. Puskai. But when when you see that it's it's spelled A, then it's always A. Right. It is always A. That A doesn't change. Okay. It's only O which can change. And when it's unstressed, it's a, and when it's stressed, it's o. For example, For example well, at yes. the end, at the uh, um, in, still in that first sentence. Uh, yes, blaženstva. It's spelled o in the end, but it pronounces a. And tumnaye as well. It's spelled o in the end, but it's spelled, but you pronounce a. And zavu as well. As well, everything. Yes. Yes. Well, what I find interesting is that often. Also, the two-letter words that are spelled with an O at the end, D-O-P, well, as I say these, D-O-P-O, -O, the, yes, the P yes. looks like a pie. Yes. These words will also become 
an ah when they're not stressed usually. Yes. For example, in... Что со мной? Here, for example. Exactly, in, in the third line. verse, exactly. Yes. In the verse that says, нет, все не то. Нет, все не то. And it's, ах, что со мной. It's, со мной. Yeah, so that what looks to us like a C-O, C is an S in yes, Cyrillic. absolutely. And that O is unstressed because it connects to, it's a preposition that connects to the next word. Yes, absolutely. And uh, it pronounces like, ah, open ah, что со мной. Later on we have some sort of regular words, possessive words that we'll often see that spelled what looks to us as a T, B, O, yes. and then a backwards R. That's always pronounced Tvaya. Tvaya. So now we have that O that sounds like an A, but we also have the other spelling for this, what we call the soft vowel. Yes, yes. Yeah. 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 And that backward R is always Ya. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Tvaya. Yes. Yeah. Um, klelas. Klelas. Well, here it's interesting because Tvaya in the end, this R backspell R is Ya. Yeah. It's open Ya. Yeah. But for example, Oda, Klelasia Sakhranit Dushe. This this word klelas we have this backspelled r, but it can pronounce also like e klelas. Okay. And it's more like a spoken language, and this depends on the on which kind of production who is the, conducting this and what kind of pronunciation they they want to have. In in Moscow they would would uh, do for example klelas. In Saint Petersburg they do klelas. There mm -hmm. is another word, not in, not in here, but a plesat, to dance. Right. And uh, we had actually a big, it was a huge discussion about that in Stockholm when they did uh, Pik Dam. Mm -hmm. And they had a regisseur from Moscow and the spoke, uh, language coach from St. Petersburg. Uh-huh. And they had a huge discussion about this word. He was so disappointed about because she told them to sing plesat, plea. Like it's as an ah, yeah. Yes, as an ah, and he wanted to have it. Plisat, plisat. It's it between e and e. Yeah, something yeah. closed, a more closed yeah. vowel. Yes. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And actually, while we're there, that puts us on to uh, the L's because we all talk in Russian about that all and yes. the front But it's not that difficult, actually. I have to say because I have always been surprised when people said, "Oh, this is." Uh, every Russian singer, and it's true, every Russian people, you can hear them because of their L, because it's pronounced just behind your upper front teeth, L. But it's not that difficult to get, but um, this is L. And then there, there is another L, which is very soft, and it's L. So it's Much. very front. Yes. And the back L. of the tongue is actually down for that. Yes. L. L. And it's, uh, but it's very easy. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in general, the, the back one sounds more, there's more of the back of the tongue yeah, feeling, but yes. still the, the tongue comes up in the front. So we have that klelas, and we have both of them. Yes, klelas. It can be a very difficult word to pronounce, I think, for many singers, mm -hmm. because they have to sing on it as well. Uh -huh. And you can hear, and here we have kla. The first L is very soft, because we have this back, spo back uh, spelled R. Uh -huh. So it's very soft, kla. Also, it's very easy to hear if a singer doesn't speak Russian or doesn't know Russian language, because somehow in their ears, when we say Kla, klalas, they spell it like with y and a. With so a j glide, yes, exactly. And, j and, a. and they separate this, so they can always say klialas 
And we don't say that. There is any J in that, or Y. Right. Yes, but you don't, you pronounce it very fast. Kla. It's very fast. Kla. So, so that, that J glide actually gets taken into the formation of the L. Yes. Rather than le, being its own like sound. Klelas. Klelas. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yes. And then the second one is easy because it's hard L. Klelas. Klelas. So you can hear how that back L is changed by the vowel that comes after it. Russian is a language that sort of works backwards like that in the same way that the samnoi makes the the sa, the s, what looks like co, the so yes. unemphasized because even though it's two words it works backwards and in the yeah. same way the vowels kind of affect the consonants that come yes. before them. Yes, absolutely. And we actually we have that other uh, Exactly. Mil. Yes, Tamil and Mil. It's two, but it's very, it's hard L. It's in the end of the word and it's very simple. It's Tamil. It's hard L. Yeah. So yes. if you see the L by itself at the end of the word, it'll always be that. It will always back be, L. yes, it will always be hard L. It's not soft. Yeah. But if there is there is another. Yeah, we have the L. It's L, but this soft. It looks like a little B. It's, yes, it looks it's actually, like what's a little it called? Bee. A znak? Mjaki znak, yes. And that's a, it's a soft sign, so it softens yes. the consonant. Yes, it does. And uh, in with every consonant, it will, wherever it is, it will soften it. So it will sound not like L, but L. And actually, I keep going on about these unvoiced O's and how samnoi is an A sound. Yes. And the same thing is in the verse before, no, in the same verse as Mil and Tamil. At the beginning of that, we have. Dagroba. It's also, it, it's, it spells like O, but it pronounces like A. Exactly. So that what looks like a delta to us. Yes. D is a D, so Dagroba. Dagroba, yes. And, but we do have two, two letter words that are pronounced with, the stri with an O. Yes. To ino. To ino. To ino. To is in this paragraph we have it a few times. Yes, to vishnim i to vole. Neba yatvaya. And then we have puskai pagibnuya no prejde. That's the first it's, sentence of the yes, piece. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's o. It's clear o. Yeah. Very simple. And it looks like us to us as an H O, but that yes, H is an N. And it means the word itself means but. So that's why it's always stressed. Or absolutely. That's how I remember it as always being stressed. Yes, but yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So we're still on this O's unstressed. We have in the second to last paragraph, we have two unstressed O's in a row in one word. Yes, Vabrazi. And they pronounce like A. Uh, and it's very important that my, you pronounce both O, like A. Uh. So it's not Vabrazi, but Vabrazi. So it's not really a glottal sound, but you do sort of emphasize both. Uh, yes, but we no, don't we don't have uh, this sound. The glottals. No, no it's glottals. not like German language, not at all. That's why Russian is so good for singing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. For me, at least it's easy. <laughs> exactly. Very yes. legato. <laughs> Very legato. Va Brazi. But yeah. just uh, almost just like Italian, if you have an, uh, two a's in a row, you yeah. kind of lengthen it. Okay, now you said this is not like German, but there's one way that Russian is like German. Yes, tell me. I didn't know. Devoicing consonants. Ah, yes, that's and true. Where is we had found this in the fifth paragraph. Yes, yes, we have. This B pronounces like P. Yap, it's B, but it pronounces like P. Yeah. Yap nikagda, and it goes very quickly. Yap nikagda ne znala vas, ne znala p gorkava mučenja. Yeah, so that, that B is... It's, it, <laughs> this is one thing I love about the Russian language. One consonant can be an entire word. Yes, because it's, it's shortened word for B. Uh -huh. If it would spell with this 
letter, it would be it would be pronounced like B. Я бы никогда не знала вас, не знала бы горького мучения. You can you can actually write that and it will be totally correct. Okay. But Pushkin wrote it shorter for the rhyme, of course. Right. And it sounds more like uh, like a folk uh, language, like a spoken language, more right. close to to people because yeah. you know. At that time, Tatiana was so well educated, and in Russia at that period, everybody spoke and wrote French. It uh-huh. was the language, and they didn't speak very well Russian. Oh. So this letter, actually, she writes to Anegin in French because her Russian language is not good enough, and so, so she writes. She reads all of these uh, romance novels, all this in French. Fascinating. So she—that's what he th- he says in this in this piece before. That, that she writes in Russian, but he says that this is my poor translation from from French. He she writes in she writes in French, from French to Russian. Cool. That I did not know. Yes, and Pushkin did a lot for for the Russian language because he really lifted up. Yes, and so we're we're also going to talk about some basic letters. We have in the fourth paragraph we have a word where we have what looks like to us an H E it starts out with H E C and then what looks like almost a capital Y. Which yeah. these these letters an H is always an N, right? Yes. Then an a C is always an S, but this what looks like sort of the upside down H or a capital yes. Y is always Ch Ch So yes, for us the phonetic spelling would be a T followed by a big the big uh long squiggly S. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes, yes, exactly. So this this um, word would pre- I would pronounce if I if I pronounce exactly how it's written I would say несчастный. Mm-hmm. But then we we say несчастный, and this T we don't pronounce pronounce as well. After the after the yes, second C. After the second C we don't pronounce that even when we sometimes of course you can do that but normally no normally you say несчастный so it pronounces like sh. Like um, like a double, basically a double sh sound. Yes, yes, yes. Rather than getting the two different sounds out there. Yes, yes, exactly. But it also depends on which kind of version do you, which kind of Russian you right. you use. What accent people are using? Yes, exactly, exactly. Like uh, this, нет никому на свете не отдала бы сердце. Нет никому на свете не отдала. This не spelled like n e, but you pronounce this e. Like in between a and e, mm-hmm. so you can al- also hear how good the singer is in Russian language or not, because they always very very careful about this, and they say ne adalave. And Russian singers they don't care; they say ne adalave. It goes like like you know it, it doesn't really matter. Exactly. So this is very interesting too. Yeah. Well, and actually there we have another very common word. Сердце, which means your heart. Heart, yes. It's a very important word, the ex- most important one. <laughs> exactly, and because Сердце. we have we have a D and a C, a C consonant together. Сердце, сердце. Nobody, nobody says сердце. No. So there's no, no, no D. It's no just D. a double, basically a double T. Then yes, you can say сердце, сердце. You make a little pause on this C, so yeah. it, it's сердце, сердце. Maria mentioned that some foreigners think of the front soft L as having a J glide after it. The accepted way to write this front L in phonetics is a lowercase L with a small comma behind it. The darker back L is written as a lowercase L with a slash through it. I always make the slash diagonally so that I don't confuse it with a T in my lazy handwriting. So in the word that we talked about, klelas, the phonetic spelling would be K 
L with a comma after it, dark A, L with a slash through it, dark A, S. As we said, there are two schools of thought on that unstressed ya vowel, the first syllable, either to sing it as an A or to de-emphasize it to a more closed E or E vowel. I'm personally a fan of keeping the A vowel pure because I think it sings better, but this is something to really pay attention to when listening to Russian singers, and I'll keep asking everyone every time we have an episode in Russian. Maria Fontosh is a Ukrainian-born soprano who was raised in Russia. She studied at the Royal Music Academy in Stockholm, Sweden, and made her debut with the Royal Opera in Stockholm as Rosina in 2001. She has sung with the Concertgebouw Orchestra, Swedish Radio Orchestra, Opera Nationale de Paris, Oper Frankfurt, and the Zemper Oper, among many others. Since so many people don't have the opportunity to take Russian diction in a classroom setting, Rather than working on another text, we'll focus on the alphabet now and try to make it a little easier to decipher. So I wanted to just talk a little bit about the alphabet itself. Yes. I can post a link where we can see the alphabet in a row. Can we just talk about what it sounds like? We start off with... A, B, V, G, D, E. Yo, G, Z, I, K, L, M, N, O, P, R, S, T, U, F, H, C, 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 Even I can... Exactly! C, C, C... So we have, I think yes. it's 33 letters in yes, the Russian alphabet. So too, yes. And we start off basically the same way we do in English. A, B, V. And then we get a V. So both of those are sort of B's, B-looking letters. Yes, first B, it's not really like a B. Yeah, it's like a funky B with, yes. with like a crossbar yes, absolutely. in the capital. The third one is A, B, V. It's, it looks exactly like a B. Exactly. G. Then we have G. Like a gamma, I would say. Yeah, it's g. one crossbar and then the yes, top. Yes, G. Like a half a T. Then we have D. Yep. And then we have Ye, which is like E. Mm-hmm. And then we have Yo. And now we have Yo, which yes. nowadays they don't they always... They never spell it in books and you can never understand them. You, you just have to sort of know where it is, right? Yes, you just have to kind of learn where it is. <laughs> And well, and yo looks like an e basically yeah. nowadays. And in the old days, it was they would spell th that as an e with basically an umlaut on top of it. Yes, and that's yo. It's yo. But if you don't, if you're if you're looking at a piece of music, and you see that there's that that a word has an a ye, yes, an yeah. e in it, if it's unstressed, it's always going to be a the ye. It's always going to be an a sound. Yes, or it's only yeah. if it's stressed that we have to wonder if it's going to be a yo, right? Yes, I think so. Yes, we do. Chomne. We have chomne. Yesho as well. Yeah, as well. It's it's yesho. Yes, yesho. And this first ye pronounces like e almost ye. Yeah. Yesho. Yeah, because it's un that unstressed vowel can really mm. be unemphasized like yes, that. Yes, absolutely. So we have ye yo. Then we have je. There is no. <laughs> and I love this. It looks like this funky star, like a six-pointed star, yes, kind of. Yes, kind of. Je, 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 and then we have ze. It looks like three in English. It does. It looks like a three, but it's yes. a z. That's actually their z. And then e. E looks like a u to us. Yeah. Yes. When mm -hmm. yes. And e. that's a soft vowel. So this ye, u, and e are all soft vowels. Yes. Try and put those together right now. And then we have ka, which is like 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 in English. Normal. Ka, l. L, l is um, a lambda, basically. Yeah. Yes, l and then m, 
is the same and N is like H. Mm-hmm. And then O is like O and then P is like N. P is, like, like it's M. like N or if you, uh, especially in handwriting, it looks exactly like an N. M. But if you know, if you know Greek or if you're used to, um, if you've done math, it looks like a pie. Yes, the okay, symbol for like pi. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then R, which looks like a P. Mm-hmm. And then S. S looks like a C. Wow, I have one in my name, so I always have to think you which have, one. I which bet. One I have. <laughs> so um, yes, uh, C. And then T is like T, the normal one. Mm-hmm. Okay. O looks like a Y. It looks like a Y. And then F. F looks like phi to us. If you've ever been to the fraternities. It's a circle with yeah. a big slash through yes. it. Yes, and then we have ha, which looks like uh, with an X. Yes, and that's always the back ha. No, I always found it that very strange that people in, say that Russian ha is. This is not Russian; it's Georgian Russian then, okay. or somewhere from very south in that south and and east south. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it's hard, but it's not. Okay. It's, when I say хорошо, which starts with ha, I don't say хорошо. I never say that. Right. I say хорошо. So it's back further than a German ich laut, yes. but it's not quite as far back as the ach laut. No, no it's somewhere in the, in, the, in the middle. So ha, and then tse. How does it look like? It looks like a U with a tail. With yes, a little circular exactly, tail. Like with a tail. And then ch, which we talked about. Exactly, which looks, looks like, like uh, an upside down, down H. H. Uh, then sh. Sha. Sh looks like a W to us. W, yes. And then Sha. It's like W with a little t- tail. Exactly. And that's that's sha. a word like Borsh. Uh, Borsh. Borsh. Has that. Absolutely. It has that. But it's, I'm, I'm always it's fascinated. It's a tasty word. <laughs> <laughs> and we see this in Yesho. Yes, Yesho. 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 But it's yesho. interesting because if you slow down the sound, it's really sh. Sure. I mean, that's what the sounds are, but I've, it's generally it's a softer feeling to it, right? Yes, absolutely. You're right, actually. You're very right. Some people pronounce that, but it's very, it's very um, different way right. of pronouncing Russian. In Russia, right. Right. in the small villages, they yeah. can pronounce it like that, I think. So it's and then it's tvrdy znak. Tvrdiznak is the hard symbol. Yes. That makes that makes the preceding consonant hard. Yes. Before for like uh, over 100 years ago they always wrote it like uh, after hard l like um, mil after l they would wrote it mm-hmm. but then after revolution they took it away. Mm-hmm. And then we have mekhiznak a soft uh, a soft uh, sign yes. exactly. And actually both of them kind of look like bees. Yes. So I find them really hard to separate sometimes if they're in a song until I see the mekhiznak I don't really know what the tvrdiznak whether it's a tvrdiznak or mekhiznak. Exactly. So the the tvrdiznak I think actually has almost a little a little tail at the front of it. Yes, it does. Before it's a tail, and then it's like and a, then it's a little like bee. a soft like a soft sign. Like a, exactly, and the soft like sign little, is like a little rounded bee without that little front tail. Yes, exactly. And then e, which looks like which looks uh, again almost like a three, but with a rounded end. To yes, it. e e is very open sound. Yeah. And then u. Which is a fun letter 
Yes. Because it looks like, I, I would say it almost kind of looks like one of the female or male symbols, but turned sideways. Yes, exactly. Actually, <laughs> I never thought about that. It can also kind of look like an yeah. H connected to an O or a, even a yes. key, if you think of it as looking like a like key. Like a key. Kluch. Yes, kluch. Lubov, it's also a very important yep. word in Russia, which means love. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I think of kluch because it means, means key. Key, absolutely. So if you think of that, then maybe you'll remember that, that yes. you, you. You. And then we have ya. Backwards R. Backwards R. Exactly. Yes. So that is. We skipped one sound. Which one? The one that looks to us like a little B I. Yes, yes, we did. We did. It's U. U. This is the most difficult one I found when I helped my colleagues to. It really is. What, 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 is, what are the, the most common problems or the most common mistakes that we make in trying to make this sound? They can't pronounce it, they pronounce it too high. Okay. They pronounce it too high. It's E, E, E. It's, it's whatever, but it's not U. It pronounces very deep in your throat, in here, mm -hmm. and it says U. Your, your tongue is completely horizontal, open, and it's just very relaxed, and you say U. You can use a little mm. glottis in that in that one actually. Mm -hmm. And that's yes. it's important because that word actually even the words for to be and the past tense of to be use this sound all the time. Yes, mm. bula, bui, 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 bui. Yeah, and even the the normal pronouns for people. Yes, it's very. It's ya ya ti. So when you sing on that sound. Can you sing that low or do you pull it front? I mean, is there something you no, do to sing differently? No, I never think about this because it's, for me it's natural. It's, um, yeah, maybe it's a little bit lighter when you sing and depends of course on which, but it, I find that this, this I find very comfortable actually to sing it because it's, it puts your instrument in the low and right, exactly. right your, place. Your tongue is down so you don't yeah, have to fight so against you don't it. Have to, it doesn't stay like this. It's yeah. very low. Yeah, I think that the most important thing if you want to read Russian or sing in Russian or whatever do in Russian language is to learn al alphabet. And it's not that many letters which are different. There are letters which are different, but I think that people see a different alphabet and they get scared. So the eyes are much more scared than your brain actually <laughs> sh would, should be. Yeah, they kind of make your tongue scared. Yes, exactly. But it's not, uh, it's, it's just a couple of, of uh, letters which are different, but the rest is uh, pretty much the same. It can pronounce differently, but yeah. it's not, don't be scared of that. One letter that we didn't talk about is the ikratkaya. It looks like a U with a short sign over it. This letter is basically the equivalent to a J-glide or a diphthong in Russian. You'll see it at the ends of syllables after another vowel, but it never stands alone. We find it in the first word of Tatyana's aria, Puskai. It creates the diphthong that you hear at the end of the word. And that's our episode for today. If you want to find out more about Maria Fontosh, or if you have any specific questions or comments for me, Ellen Rissinger, please go to the blog at thedictionpolice.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and give it a high rating so that more people can find it and benefit from it. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check the blog to find out what's coming next week.